Come on kids, now gather round Grab a log and sit right down What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground It's the campfire shit show And now, your camp counselors Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo um, you know, last episode, it was so good to catch up with you and hear all of your crazy stories. This episode, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about myself this time. Oh, because we, we constantly <laughs> focused on me. I know. I'm kind of a conversation hog in this way, you know? Yeah. So uh, let, what's going on with you, Meryl? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I have a funny story, but we'll save it for later. I want to make sure you go first. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I want to hear, as promised last week, everything that you did in Japan, mm, mm, why you went mm. out there. I want, I, I, I'm I I'm fearful that it will take me a really long time to get to Japan. What do you mean? Like, I don't know how to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intimidated. And you make it sound like everyone should travel. Maybe can you give some tips of like people that have never traveled before? Uh, I mean, how you, to... you have traveled though. No, 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 but traveled there. Oh, to Japan? Yes. Like, I feel like going to Italy, going to France, like that seems so doable. But yeah. for some reason, Japan seems so scary and like busy, like a different world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell people where they should fly into. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. If there's anything, uh, if you're worried about traveling to another country, uh, especially Japan, I think people are doing it pretty well. Like if you go to go to Paris or Italy or, or you know wherever, everything's written in English. You just got to figure it out. So that know? is how it is in Tokyo too. Yeah, it's written in like it's written in Japanese uh, with both uh, letters and kanji, and then it's in. Uh, English almost all the time. There are there are some restaurants I've gone to where it's like, holy fuck, I can't read any really? of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I usually am with people who are cool. I mean, can you go and have a good experience if you don't know anyone yes, that's there? Then? Yes, of course. Japan is first and foremost. Japan is so safe, and you will not be like robbed, or you will right. not feel unsafe walking alone. Even at like four in the morning on the streets, you're not going to be approached. Nobody's going to be really hollering. Nobody's going to be catcalling you. There's none of that shit going on. Well, I think a lot of people from like the Midwest travel to the Vatican for the first time, then they lose every single thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be warned about like, like there's none of that. Like, hey, be careful for pickpocketers. Right. It's just not happening. In fact, I think I told this story before, but it's like I was at a coffee shop once and this girl was sitting beside me and place was busy she got up and she went to the bathroom because i saw her like walk to the bathroom she left her laptop her cell phone her purse everything sitting at the table and she was sitting alone we, were, we had been there for like 35 or 40 minutes and i was like holy fuck you can't even do that in san diego no fucking no. way that should be gone yes um it's super dishonorable to steal in that way so all i'm gonna say is japan is very safe i had this great story where i was in um this is not a cut on uh, Lebanon in any way, but in the Lebanese uh, airport, it was like insane. It was like people were like cutting in front of us. Everyone's mm-hmm. yelling and loud, and it's just like everyone's like kind of rude. They tried to hustle us with our bags and say that we had to pay more, and it was like no, that's not true. And we ended up like throwing away one of our pieces of luggage because they were going to charge us an additional thousand dollars. So it's just like it, some of the shit was just like, yeah. just like, like when you go to Mexico, it's a little bit of a shakedown yes, sometimes. Yes, yeah. Um, anyway, 
we flew from there and people were rude and everyone's loud on the plane and rude on the plane. And it was just like, this is an awful experience. Like I just was stressed out the whole time. We land in Japan from Lebanon and they're like practically putting our shoes back on for us and tying them. Like, thank you for coming. And like carefully placing things in bins for us. And like, you know, just everything's calm and good and like not insane. Now, of course, you've seen these like videos where it's like people are getting on the train and it's like the train is packed and still they're like pushing people on during rush hour. It can get like that. It can. But even when the train is absolutely packed, people aren't yelling at each other. It's like in an orderly way. Yeah. It's probably just like go. But in fact, you'll never hear someone's cell phone ring. Wow. People aren't watching videos loud. They just don't do it. Everybody has earbuds in or they have their phone on silent. They even ask people on the train, please keep your phone on silent at all times. Boy, I get so irritated when I see somebody in Japan and they're like watching a video loud. I'm like, dude, where are you from? Get the yeah, fuck. Like, yeah. Shut that. You can. You. Nobody else is doing this. And they're like listening to music on the train like they're some fucking cool person. Put your fucking headphones in, you know? Anyway, Japan is just really concerned about everyone else around them. Like, that's why they wore masks when they would get sick years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like they're wearing a mask to make sure that they're not getting you sick. Right. Um, do you know how big Japan is compared to, like, the U.S. or, like, compared to, like... What do you What do you mean? Or how, is it bigger than... Yeah, it's like the population is enormous uh, in, the size, like the in the size of California. Oh, really? Yeah, Japan is not huge. It's not huge. So if you wanted so to travel many, to the... Like, yeah, I, I forget what it was exactly. I, I don't want to talk incorrectly. Right, right, right. But it's like, it's an insane amount of people. Like the, <laughs> the entire like population of America, but it's in the size of, you know, California. Right. It's insane like That's that. That's crazy. I really would love to spend a day or two in Tokyo, but then go to where more of like the forest bathing yeah. is, like the spas, yeah, like the Japanese spas. Kyoto is a really oh God, amazing I'm place. This time I went to Tokyo. I fly in, take a train. It's about a... 40 minute train into Tokyo, uh, then go into the the town of Asakusa, which is like the major shrine city. It's like a movie. That's where you stay. The streets oh, yeah. are like a movie. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and then I went to Osaka, oh, which wait, is almost like Osaka. The best way I could describe it is like Times Square of Japan oh, okay. in some ways. It's real like lots of neon lights and, and like Apple stores and lots of food and, you know. They have a lot of street food there. They're really popular for seafood and, uh, you know, takoyaki like octopus, stuff Brit like that. Britt really liked it when she went. Yeah. Uh, Osaka's great. Kyoto is like very peaceful, very elegant. Uh, there's a river that runs through the city and it's just like, it looks like old Tokyo. They have, you know, every, every city has shrines, but like, I really love Kyoto. It's so peaceful. One time uh, I stayed in, we actually got an Airbnb and it was like just so wonderful with like a traditional Japanese house and the warming tables where like when you sit for dinner, you put a blanket over your lap and it's got heat in there. Oh my and so, gosh. And you take a bath in an old wooden like tub and the bathtubs go all the way up to your neck. And so you can sit all the way immersed in water and th they had a window and you'd open the window and into a little garden. That sounds amazing. A private garden and it was snowing so it was cold and you're in this hot tub. It was amazing. Uh, Kyoto is so gorgeous. So if someone is scared and a new timer is flying into Tokyo the best thing? Yeah. 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 yeah into Narita. Um, so this time I went because it had been three years and uh, I flew in because i'm working with them you know i did their logo i do their branding mm -hmm. do interior design we talked to them about business how we can improve morale just almost like a like 
in a sense, like a board member for them, mm-hmm. right? And I, I kind of like help advise in the best way I know with the knowledge I have. And of course, some of the things that, and ideas that I have don't necessarily completely work because the way I would run my business in America, it's just different there with different rules and laws. So there are things that we can do and things that I'm like, well, what about this? And then it's like, uh, well, we can't do that. Like, for example, it is so impossible to fire someone there Really? So fucking hard. You can watch an employee take money from the register, put it in their pocket, and tell a customer to go fuck themselves, right? And you still can't straight out fire that person. You have to go through a whole ordeal, and nine times out of ten, they're going to vote for the employee. It's wild. What about if there's just general <laughs> layoffs in general? Like if it's well, you're just downsizing? You, can, you or- can downsize, but you have to have a reason that you're doing it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, like during COVID, they it was a little bit easier, obviously. People left, but also they had to just close locations and say, we don't have a job for you in this area. So uh-huh. if you want to move you know, two hours away, we have a job for you there. Well, those people don't want to do that. So that's one way that you can wow. eliminate yeah. people and things. So they had cut their locations in half. They had 25 full locations where you would go and sit and this is to get a character in america most characters are at fairs or theme parks and there it's like it's a store you make an appointment you go in you have commissions done it's like a high art Mm -hmm. right so um this time i went i was so excited to go because it'd been so long to see my friends and you know just just enjoy japan and all the japanese things that i can't get here and uh the food and just everything uh but i made a mistake I made a hard mistake. Uh, about a month before I left, uh, I decided like enough is enough after COVID. And it's been a long time since COVID. After COVID, I just had never really boomeranged back to like feeling good in my body and taking care of myself, health, exercise, that kind of thing. And I was like, I'm going to stop drinking completely. Because it's really easy. It's always a celebration. Yes. You know, I, I, I re- you live in a bar. I live in a bar. <laughs> you created it. Like, yeah. yeah. I have And it's kind of like over. your personality trait. It's one of your personality yeah. traits. I, I feel that way a lot with food, where I have dug yeah. myself into a hole where, like, in a good way now, I like re- review restaurants. Yeah, yeah. It just right. gets to be, like, also part of your whole life. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, gosh, I've had a drink every day this week. That's that, that can't be good for me. Right. Right. Especially as I get older and I just was feeling like sludgy and depressed and it's just not good. Uh, I was like, I'm going to stop drinking until I go to Japan and cause I know I'll drink there. The difference there is like everything there, all the pro, all the products, all the the food and drink. It's all quality. Yeah, it's not. They're not. They're even like McDonald's doesn't put a bunch of fucking garbage preservatives in their shit. It's like it somehow tastes better <sighs> because Japan is like we we want the best for our people and they expect it in their food. So if you're not good, if you're not a good restaurant, you're out of business quick. They want quality. They're not fucking around. Food is so important to them. So And they're probably like not mass factory no, no, no. farming it, the way that we are. It's just different. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Restaurant food and drink is really important to them. So it's what they revolve around. That's and, and they're all healthy. You know? They eat a lot, but they're healthy. Right. Okay, so I hadn't drank for a whole month. I got there. And I get there around six PM. And right away my friend Kage and I and uh 
another one of his employees, we go out to a local izakaya, which is like a small bar restaurant. They make uh, yakitori, like little food on sticks. Okay. And so it's like we ordered like, you know, I've been eating meat and vegetables Mm -hmm. and not drinking. So we get there and I'm like, okay, I'll have have meat and vegetables, but I am going to have a couple drinks. Right. So I have some highballs, which is the most refreshing drink there. Mm. And it's just, you know, soda water, lime and some whiskey. But then we go to a bar and then we go to another place and blah, blah, blah. And we're having a great time and I'm so happy and I'm like cheers and everybody. And I'm seeing old friends, old bartenders that I've gone to their bar for years. And they're like, ah, oh, Bosan. Aww. And it's like, it's getting to see these people, right? Aww. So just celebrating. Uh, next thing you know, I am on the brink of blacking out, like for sure. And... I know where my hotel is, but I don't totally know where it is. Kind of like, I'm just like, where am I? This is all like, and we decide it's time to leave. Cause I'm like getting like real drunk and it's like, you know, it's like two 30 or three. Is everyone else around you like as drunk or no, no, it's no. impossible. My body hadn't had alcohol for so long. And you just flew. Like and I you're flew. Right. Yeah. I'm on a different time zone. I haven't been sleeping. I've been awake for like 30 something hours <laughs> and we were on the second floor and there's a picture of me like trying to get out of the bar and cognitive. I was like sliding down the stairs. I need to see this. Please. Can we post it? You need to get it. From I was him. sliding down the stairs and I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm that American. I'm that American that comes and gets like stupid. Yeah. So then uh, Kage's employee was like, hey, I'll help you back. So she's going to help me back to my hotel. Kage was like, see you later. He went back into the bar. Because I mean, he was still just going. It's only it was only three in the morning, so it's like he's going to go till six. And I'm like, oh, I felt so old I'm and just like drunk embar- you can't and handle your shit. Yeah, and trying to get home, and she's trying to help me, right? So I'm obviously like, wah, 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 like kind of waddling like oh my in God. my way. And I'm in the middle of the streets, whatever. And all I can I just remember her going like, Bosan, Bosan, no, 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 Bosan, over here. And I'm just like. She's holding on to me, and I think it kind of fucked me up because she's like throwing my equilibrium off a oh, little bit yeah. where, where I'm stumbling, yes, but she's holding me from stumbling, so then it's like an overcorrection the other way. Yeah. I fell down like five times on the way home. Oh, my so God. So badly. I fell, into, I fell into a guy sitting on a table on the side of the street. I really wish I could. They have to have street footage of this. I can't see it. <laughs> I was so like both embarrassed and like like afraid and sad. I was just like, and you we were just talking about too how Japan is so, um, just how they keep themselves yep, together. Yep. And-, <laughs> and here I am, like just a complete and utter dick bag. Where it just seems like a all inclusive resort or something like those yeah. types of people. Yeah, I was like, oh, what was man. she doing each time you fell? Was she just trying to help you back up? Um, yes. And I think she just kept saying like she was saying my name, but it was crazy because um, like my I woke up the next day and my hip hurt. It like it hurt pretty bad. I was like, oh man. And then I started putting pieces together like, oh, I fell over. That's right. And I remember getting up and saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry to the guy. And the guy's like, no problem. But I'm embarrassed. This is a dumb thing, and I'm way too old to be doing it. A couple days later. My hip is fucking killing me. I'm about to show you a picture of my hip. And this is, no kidding, when I returned from Japan, this is what my leg <gasps> looked like. Oh, my gosh. It looks like, I mean, that's a big, it it, looks it's like all a, down your thigh. It, like it's probably, it was probably 12 inches of bruise 
down my leg. So I don't know what the fuck I hit. What you fell into. Yeah. But I was just like, yikes. Did you wait? You said you did scrape your knees? I didn't scrape my knees. Obviously, that was through my jeans or whatever. How do you like fall? I still hurt. Actually, right now, we're talking, this is like two and a half weeks ago, maybe more. And I'm just like hurting still. Like, did I break something? I can still walk, but like. It almost looks like you would like break blood vessels or something the way yeah. that it, that looks deep. Yeah. Ugh. It was pretty gnarly. Did they like kind of call you on your shit the next day or not really? I think I think here's the thing that like Kage thought I was going to be like dead the next day. But yeah. I was up at like 7 a.m. getting coffee and I wrote him and said, hey, I'm getting coffee if you want to. He's like, what? You're alive? <laughs> kind of thing. So he came over and met me. He's like, oh, my God, you're an animal. Like, I don't understand. But like. I thought, okay, I probably won't drink too oh, much. Oh, you know? Next night. But we just kept drinking. Yeah, I was just going to say. We just kept drinking and having a great time. <laughs> and there were so many times I, I, I sang karaoke with strangers and, and had so many great little, like, go down that alleyway and go in that weird door. And, oh, my God, there's a, a secret bar in here. And, Whoa. Yeah, we went to a cigar bar in uh, Kyoto that was so awesome. And I'm sitting there and it's quiet. You know, you can just imagine a cigar bar and it's like high end and you're sitting in leather chairs and we're having like. Is it like Japanese businessmen that are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this the owner comes over and he's picking a cigar for us and pairing a, you know, a whiskey or rum. And then Kage kind of says like, oh, Bo is, he does interior design as well. And, and, and the owner gets all excited. He's like, oh, I want to show you something. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're in an, it, it was an old bank. So it was like, it looked like an old uh, wood walled, like leather chaired bank. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, this is like such a cool spot, right? It almost looked American in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But then the owner's like, oh, come with me. He takes us along this little path in the back and then down these stairs. And we're going down to essentially what was the vault, the bank vault, right? But he turned it into a different bar that is like a speakeasy. And it had this like, it was long, like a long room and kind of like almost if you were inside of a bus, right? A long bus. And so it's like a long rectangular tube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can picture that. Yep. And then the bar was like, six feet deep super deep right so it's just like you're sitting on one side the bartender's six feet away from the other other there's this huge beautiful wooden table and a wall of alcohol and then the walls had been built to change colors throughout the evening so every couple minutes they would change from like a blue to a purple purple to green green to red you know it was unbelievable unbelievable and it was just like that sounds so cool we uh, of course then just had cigars and drank till we were that silly and amazing. walked home in the middle of the night and fucking walked by the river and it's just peaceful. You could see the moon and you could see the mountains of Japan and shrines glistening. And it's like, everyone's kind. And you know, all the people are interested in you. Like for me, it's like, I went to a, a record bar, like a listening mm-hmm. bar and uh, the owner, like he came in. He's like, "Oh, what what kind of music do you like?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I like I love jazz. I love Stan Getz." He's like, "Okay, okay." So he puts on a Stan Getz, but then he puts on three other albums that he thinks I'll like that maybe I don't know. And then he comes over and he's like, "Oh, this song pairs well with this whiskey." Oh, I'm, like, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck?" I'm just like coming in my pants. <laughs> honest, I was gonna say that truly right. is like your happy place. And 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 the great thing is, is like I really do love Japanese whiskey. I think it's delicious, and it's really very expensive here in 
the States. And there it's just like, it's That's like, what, it's normal. like Jack Daniels to them. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, $4 a shot. You know, it's like, so I'm getting really nice whiskeys. And then I went to another bar. It was called Bar Tombo. And it's a, it's like a dragonfly. And you go in there seating for like eight. And the guy sat down. I'd been there before and I took Kage. He'd never been. And so we sat down and I was like, dude, uh, don't you know magic? And the, and the guy's like, and then it is like he starts doing fucking card tricks and coin tricks and blowing everybody's mind in the bar. And in the end, he comes over and he goes, this is for you. And he hands me a little Yamazaki, which is like the nicest like Japanese whiskey. He hands me this little bottle of it. he's like, they don't sell this anymore. And he gave it to me as a gift. It's just like, why? Just thought. Why? Because yeah. I came in and I ordered drinks from you. It's like you don't need. They're just such caring people, such nice people. Um it's so amazing. And and it's like, it's hard not to fall in love with it. If you have the right mentality, I think if you go in there and be like, I'm just going to experience, I'm going to go down that, that thing. I'm going to try to talk to strangers and people want to like give you a great experience. What's the overall like political vibe of Japan? Or like, do they seem, you know, like, are they free? I mean, I mean, who, who knows? If well, there's problems there's no, with every country. Yeah. I was just right? going to say, yeah. So what's like, the, what's the, what's the, they have a prime here? minister and everybody hates him. And, really? And there are these things like they are still dealing with a lot of problems of like working too much and the, the employee kind of like work balance, oh, yeah. work life balance. That's it's why changing. so many people kill themselves, right? It's, like the, yeah, yeah, there is, there is that. Um, but I got to tell you, I think it's changing because even Kage's business, he's like, we used to be open for, you know, 14 hours or something or 12, 12 hours. He's like, now we're open for eight hours. And so now people are working less hours and they're making the same amount of money. And so I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I want, I want to do this. I don't want to be working, you know, 12, 14 right. hours. I don't want to do it. And so that's changing. It used to be that like people would go in, employee A would go in at, 10 a.m. to open by 11 and they would work till 10 p.m. or midnight and it would be the same person. So you're not getting an eight hour shift. You're, you're working a 10 or 12 hours. So shift. interesting. And then they would get up the next day and do it and they would work six days a week. And that was just standard. And I just think that's starting to change now. It is. And if you think, too, they're such leaders in technology. And I feel like technology is one of the industries that tries to make their employees the happiest in terms of like, and you get this and you get this mm-hmm. like and you have to go. Donate yeah. for nonprofit for a day so you get the day off. And so yeah. I don't think that's just in America. I feel like they they try to do that globally where they try to make it at yeah. least seem like the work-life balance is there. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's, it, it was great. I had I had a really great time. Uh, I can't wait to go back. I think I'm going back in January. I wish you could have an apartment there <sighs> that you just have there. I just, I just imagined my whole life right there when you said that. I'm like... They should. By the river. I should just do it. That's what my friend Erica does with two other couples. During the pandemic, they got a New York apartment and they split it. They got a really good deal on like a a small apartment right in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. And that that has kept like I think it's only gone up like a hundred or two hundred dollars like in three years. And so they like kind of timeshare this apartment in New York with two other couples. And so Erica gets like four months at a time of just being in New York and and going whenever she wants. And it's not that expensive. Like it's actually really, really, truly not that expensive. And so, yeah. And it would cost she the way that she was going so much, you would have like three or four trips and then you would kind of pay as much as they paid for the whole year. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. I love that idea of like having places, but having like a timeshare kind of thing with your, I think I would do it. Honestly. Yeah. I did look into how much it costs there to live and, 
the apartments weren't expensive. Like he was telling me like a, a, a one bedroom, one bathroom kind of apartment in Asakusa, which is a nice area. It was like 700 a month. Really? Yeah. Again, Japanese places are not big. They're not these huge. You don't have huge houses. Right. If right. You live in Tokyo. It doesn't really happen. Um, so you, it's kind of tight quarters. That's why they have love hotels, like places where you go to fuck. Really? Yeah. Because, uh, you live so close to your, a lot of times you live with your family, but if not, you live in a place where uh, it's like there are people and the walls are thin and it's yes. like, respect your neighbors. That's kind of like respect your neighbors, go rent a room for a couple hours, get the fuck out of you. And then, you know, and the rooms are themed towards different, uh, ideas. Maybe there's an underwater room or a robot room or whatever. And there's like, you know, there's porn to watch and. Uh, sheets that cha- oh. they change they change the sheets it's a very clean process oh, it is? Okay, yeah. yeah there's a vending machine in, you in know each too much <laughs> well, of course i do i know of course i, I, I do say, yeah you've heard you no, go no. You, you use a vending machine to get whatever you're you like want. it's to the left three yeah, steps yeah, on the yeah, second floor yeah. like ask for al there's <laughs> <laughs> ask for al <laughs> japanese al <laughs> if i knew a japanese name i don't want to be <laughs> It's, it's just, short it's for just every, ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it is, again, about respecting your neighbors, respecting the people around you, and, and you know, getting freaky on your own. Damn, I want to live in a love hotel. You do? Yeah. What, I would your, least... what would your room be? What would your themed room choice be? Um, Let's see. You know what? I've really been thinking lately that I need a wife. Okay. Okay. Like, like I a need wife. my like you know I I love my boyfriend I want I want my boyfriend to continue to be my boyfriend but like <laughs> him and I together need like a you know usually that would be me uh, to make it like the old school kind right. of female role or whatever right. but like it'd be one thing if I'm like oh no I don't do that because I am so handy like fixing my car or like making you know right like, like changing my oil but like I don't do that either so like I take no male or female traditional roles in the relationship. I'm just, just take like a starfish basically. So my my treat is really like getting cooked for and having someone dote on me and wait on me. So I yeah. think my love hotel would be just a someone kitchen. servicing me. Yeah. A kitchen, a kitchen where someone else could a bake revolving for me. sushi. Yes. Uh, where you're in the center and it's just going around your body. <laughs> it's in the shape of your body, but it goes around you. Like sometimes I'll tell Jack, like this is what happened. If we had like a wife together they would be at home like they'd pick up his dry cleaning they would be like i'd spill something on the floor and i'd the be like the conversations the conversations you guys hypothetically have is so funny to me this is what it'd be like if we had a wife i would love that <laughs> this is why i bet he would too but she to yeah dope. oh he absolutely would that's why like honestly when any of our mommies are in town either we 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 have such both like wonderful like servicing mothers yeah. that it, it like we want to cry because like our mothers are so helpful that when they come into town like they fix everything and they make our lives better and then I feel like Amazing. I can feel the absence when they both go home like yeah. <laughs> we, who's gonna be our mommy we now? remain you broken need, <laughs> you need an LA mommy That's we totally you, do I think you should Instead put an ad like out sugar mommy. you should look at you should put an ad out that would be a, what a great you could experience. sleep with one of us or none of us yeah yeah we could pay you LA mommy LA mommy. LA mommy. You can't. I don't want you drinking. I need you. To, I need you down a certain weight. You know, you got to. I want my mommy to stay fit and trim. Wow. Okay. Got to brush your hair. Got to be a. You know, stay prim and proper, mommy. Yep. You got to always have a smile on. Make me coffee. Little I th- cream. I think you just need like AI. I think that's what you need. Uh, we need like a mommy bot. Yeah, mommy bot. <laughs> Two thousand. <laughs> sucky sucky. <laughs> be an 
al okay 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 but wait hold on algorithm <laughs> algorithm i have a story okay i know we're us. running late i'm so sorry it's all good. um you always consume every every episode no I mean, no but thank you, you for, for so much that was really good i dream of going to japan one day and i'm scared of it because it's so far away that rhymes okay maybe my mommy will book me the trip i mean it's just as far as if you were to go to europe true Okay. Yes. I was at, I have a, a very funny quick story. Okay. Okay. So I was at a dinner party with my friend Lauren. Yeah. And we were with some couples that we both do and do not know. And I was sat next to a couple I didn't know. Okay. And so it went Lauren and then me and then the man, like the, the, the husband of yeah. the couple yeah. I don't know, and then the wife. And they were very lovely people. They were from out of town. Um, they seemed like a very like just traditional together family and just they were cute and yeah. blah, blah. And so he was showing me, we were talking about kids and he was showing me how actually it ties into our conversation that he's trying to make his kids more self-sufficient and trying to teach them how to do things at an early age. So he was showing me pictures of he was having them make their own tools out of just like uh, metals and, you know, kind of do the handy yeah. things. And so... He was showing me on his phone a picture of an axe and then he was scrolling up being like, oh, and this is where I taught them to like knit or, you know, do all these things or take care of themselves. Uh -huh. And so as he was scrolling up, I was trying not to look at his phone like because I don't want to see it. He's sitting right there with his wife. Lauren is kind of checked out at this point of the conversation like or she can't really see. So it's just me like he's showing me the photos and. I'm just like, he's a super nice man and really seems to pride himself on how great a dad he is. So I'm noticing that <laughs> as he's scrolling up and up, there are like dozens, at least uh, maybe even hundreds of feet pictures, women's foot pictures, wow. painted toes, non-painted toes, like beautiful feet, black, white feet, Korean feet, every single type of foot you could imagine. And they're just there like you know, and he's he doesn't seem to be like, whoops, 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 like scrolling past it. And so I turned my head at one point and then he's like, oh, no, no, this is like, you know, they carve their own bats to like win the Little League game. And so I'm looking again and then he scrolls up and more feet and more feet. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this fucking sicko. And at one point, his wife is like kind of looking. I'm like, is she seeing this? Is she OK with it? And then I'm looking down and sure enough, she's wearing open toed shoes. And I'm like, oh, she's part of this like weird <laughs> Illuminati foot fetish, the club. And so. That, so it ended, so we our dinner ended, and as Lauren and oh I God. walked back to the car, I, I, I don't, like I, don't guess, don't I, guess. I, I, I want to guess, okay, but go please ahead, don't go guess, ahead, don't go guess, ahead. don't guess. And so as Lauren and I were walking back to the car, I told her, "You're this is insane. He has like all these foot, he's a foot freak, he's an absolute foot freak. And we were going to see them at an event the next day. And I told Lauren, <laughs> we have to do the plan. Like, I'm going to tell him how cool the axe that you made was. And I'm, I need you to, like, see the same order of photos because I know then it will, he'll have to scroll in his camera roll. And so with the whole ride home for, like, 20 minutes, we talked about, does the wife know about it? Maybe they're in on it. Like, what kind right. of fetishes do we, you know, we were just really going into it. Right. And then we got back and we were we got back to to one of our places and so we were hanging out and lauren's <laughs> lauren started everyone think of your guests right now what, what happens but don't tell me um lauren starts screaming and like screaming laughing and i'm like what 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 and she's like we got tagged in a photo with that guy and so she's like she like literally falls to the floor laughing and so she goes to his profile and the very first photo like the most recent photo is him 
proudly standing holding a foot and wearing like a nice doctor's coat and it's like he just won long island podiatrist of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and so his like his bio is like proud dad like voted best podiatrist in long island and <laughs> so all of it was his work <laughs> You're like this sick fucking. Fuck. Isn't that so funny? We were like, I haven't laughed that hard, and like, especially at like a of sleepover course. in such a long. We were like rolling around on the floor laughing, and then I didn't want to. He doesn't know we were gonna uh, like the oh next day. God. I was gonna tell him and his wife like this is what we thought. Like, oh my! But God. he didn't. I was. But we also thought, what if the like a good side hustle for a podiatrist would also be then selling, on the black foot market? Yeah, foot picks. They yeah. seemed rich. They lived right across, or they, I know they're rich. They lived right across from. Um, the Boar's Head estate, the people that own oh, Boar's Head, like yeah. Where Wait, was, why where, did you go there? No, 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 they were just talking about where I, they. I, I hate rich people for that reason. They're always talking about who they live beside. They oh, seem very oh, humble. Uh, J- LeBron James is the house right next to us. If you know what I mean. That's true. <laughs> they're they're always like, saying that shit. Oh, I live right beside. Whatever. I live right beside uh, Chevy Chase. It's like I don't care who you live beside. I, I live beside a fucking whatever. <laughs> he, he's a construction guy. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. So when people say that, and, and rich people always say that. Oh, so I walk my dog, and of course, you know, I live beside Stallone. Like, so Seinfeld yeah, is always Stallone. a big yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seinfeld are like um, also in the conversation. We found out that like Adam Sandler frequents that area and stuff like that but honestly they were not truly they were not annoying i think to them and it's also just how rich people are where they're just almost like stating reality he didn't seem like flexy in a way where they kind of dropped in like about a second house i'm like oh wait what and he's like oh no no this is like our summer house in maine blah blah but he didn't say it in a pompous way it just almost seemed in like a oh like keep up this is our second house that we're talking about now kind of thing yeah 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 yeah. the boys had a state yeah it's we live across from the Boar's Head estate. I'm just okay, like, so I'm like, I'll have one sandwich, I guess. You know, I don't know. I'm like, oh, my San Diego house that we're evicting tenants on that we can't afford in my Burbank one bedroom apartment. Like, did I drive my oh, we Nissan have a second Versa house too? too. Like, we have a second yeah. house too. That's oh my god. We and I, dr- I drive my <laughs> Nissan Versa from one to the other. Oh my god, I'm gonna literally drive off a cliff. What were you gonna guess? Oh, I was gonna guess a foot doctor or like he, but I you didn't make it sound. You don't see a lot of white guys or uh, you didn't say he was Asian. So I was like, you don't see a lot of white guys owning like nail salons. But I was like, Mm. I could totally see it being like not about the foot at all, but just being like he he owns a nail salon and they're taking photos to like use as examples. Because like, oh, I did this great thing. And you're always just seeing the feet, not the nails. And so. uh, Yes, I I love that. that. A foot doctor, obviously. Isn't that he's so cute. I mean, he was like holding his little like he was so proud holding like just holding a foot, not even a leg, just like one foot. I thought that was so cute. And the next thing he's just photoshopped him. Out and just the foot. Just the foot. It gets more and more until yeah. just one. Toe. And it says only feet. <laughs> oh yeah, my god! Yeah. All, right, all right. That's a lot. And I love you. I went up. I researched foot jobs on Pornhub. That's it. Of course. Okay, we'll uh, go. Wow. Yep. Jesus. That's a cool industry. <laughs> foot jobs. Yep. Would you ever do it? Oh fuck yeah! I have a beaut. I like my feet. But then you've never you seen the my op- feet. I feel like for a girl, for but, I have. But then I have you really had the opportunity feet. to like sell food hitting your boobs and you 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 fell out of that quick as soon as you posted one picture of you with linguine on your i got one follower and it was too much for me because i think it's one of you listening or and i mean no i mean i would be glad for that this person was what if it was me what if i was just being really kind no because you wouldn't pay me eight dollars a month that's the truth and you would Try to tell me. I get that shit for free. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to see hot Cheetos in between my boobs, like you, you would pay me not to show you what I see. Can I pay you for like? No, I thought it was some. I thought it was a few boys, and I asked them, and they all swore up and down that it wasn't. Well, who would admit it? 
Who would admit it? They want to see your boobs. Now it's a friend who wants to see your boobs. I, a, listen. Good for them. They are. Well, maybe I'll what try my feet. Oh, feet, gosh. feet, foodie for you. Feet, foodie for you. <laughs> Just every day, it's a new elbow food for you. Feet, foodie. <laughs> okay, this was right. a good episode. I feel really, really good. I love about you. This. I'm getting out of here. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. See ya, see ya, see ya, bye. <laughs> this episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week. Email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.